It's Pia Boys, you know, Sir Chacaroni Obama And John Tutorlitz now Watching all the movies that I miss on Mr. Duck and Bird God I like you boom boom down It's Pia Boys, you know, Sir Chacaroni Obama And John Tutorlitz now Watching all the movies that I miss on Mr. Duck and Bird God I like you boom boom down Yahweh, what's up, Fudgebaggers? I just swallowed a bunch of coffee down the wrong hole Welcome to Pia Boys Podcast uh, speaking of wrong holes, this is Jonathan Toilet Toilet, and I'm also coming to you with a big yee-haw, baggers. Oh, let me try that again. Yahweh! What's up, baggers? We're back. I'm warm. <clears throat> I'm, I'm good. Yeah, are you gonna live? I'm back in the saddle. Yeah, yeah, much like Aerosmith, I'm back in the saddle again. You know, if it goes down the wrong hole, it invades your lungs, and you're, it's just going to be there forever until you die. Well, yeah, and you know that if you swallow coffee, then a little coffee bean grows in your stomach and a coffee tree grows out of you, right? You know that, right? Well, in, in your lungs. Yeah, you got coffee lung. That's what they're so. That's why they banned flavored vapes, because they're like, we don't want kids getting coffee lung. Yeah, and it destroys the ecosystem around you. Yeah, exactly, in your lungs. <clears throat> yeah. Hey, this coffee's great. We're in Haiti. <laughs> we got access to the finest Colombian beans in Haiti. Well, if you're going to drink coffee, you got to be tough. Especially when it's so filled with cream. Oh, man, it's the creamiest. It's it's basically, when I order coffee, I go, make it a cream dream, please. And they go, we're <laughs> blasting in here. You know, if I liked milk or cream in my coffee, I would definitely order a coffee like that. <laughs> I mean, here's the thing. There is the old expression, milk, milk, lemonade, around the corner fudge is made. But uh, cream never factors into that. And you could easily make one about cream as well. <laughs> yeah, it should be cream, cream, lemonade. Yeah. It should be, exactly. Well, that's the male version of it. They just Double creams, cream, cream, lemonade, around the corner, fudge is packed. And that's what they, that's, that's the old, <laughs> when they're skipping rope, that's what the kids are saying. Do you think that's the phrase you need to get through the gates of heaven? <laughs> After you compare how many loads you busted to how many loads Jesus busted, they go, yeah. what's the password? And you go, hey, listeners, this is an exclusive for you. We learned this exclusive thing because we just finished watching 2018's Interview with God. But, uh, yeah, of course, when I you get to heaven. I can't believe this was made in 2018. That blows my mind. What blows your mind about it? The fact that the main well, character had starred in a Pirates of the Caribbean movie right before this movie? This was the next yeah. movie he made after Pirates of the Caribbean on Dead Man's Shores or whatever? All these actors have been in real stuff. Yeah, of course they have. And and also Pirates of the Caribbean. Real stuff like an interview <laughs> with God. Important cinematography and, you know, that stuff. Huh? Oh, we'll get to the cinematography for sure. That's going to be a 20-minute chunk. I mean, the close-ups, the faraways. Oh, millions of both. The 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 over one shoulder cut <laughs> to over the other person's shoulder, back and forth. Just that's all. That's the only trick they know. That's this movie in a nutshell, baby. How many days or how many eaten nutshells do you think it took to film this movie? That's tough. Either in days or nutshells. Well, because here's the thing. It, the movie takes place over three days, so my guess is that they filmed it over three days. 
Right. I think it was six, and then they took a day off on the seventh. Nice, good one. Did you think of that before we before you asked that question? Because that's a that's a good answer. <laughs> no, I didn't. That was all off the dome. Man, it's almost as if you studied theology. I did every day because <laughs> that's what life is. Yeah, you're damn. I don't even have my notes open for this yet. That's how little I care about this podcast being good. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> well, you creamed your throat. And then yeah. you don't have your notes up. This is a shamble. I'm just a teenage cream dream, baby. That's what everybody says about me. <laughs> <laughs> Do Can you I... want to know the top three uh, build actors for uh, City Slickers? Yeah, sure. Well, wait. Wait, wait, wait a minute. City Slickers 1? Yeah, City Slickers okay. 1. I, be- I bet I could guess some of them. Okay, guess. Billy Crystal. I will reveal the news. Billy Crystal. Okay, maybe. <laughs> okay, maybe, yeah. Uh, I'm going to say Daniel Stern. Ooh, well, close. I'm going to say he's third on the billing. He's third. Wow. Because second... How, how dare you put Sterny third? <laughs> second, I'm guessing, is like like uh-huh. Jack, whatever his name is, the guy who plays Curly. That guy's got to be pretty high build, I would imagine, too. That guy was a pretty big deal when, when he was in this movie, so. Okay, ding, freaking ding. You got all of them 100% yeah, correct. Yeah, I know. It's I was Jack Palance. Jack Palance, yeah. I was picturing the VHS cover that I looked at every day as I watched City Slickers with my papa. Well, you could have said, like, Bruno Kirby. No, no. Because I don't know who Bruno Kirby is outside of this movie other than dead. So... <laughs> But we're not here to talk yeah. about 1992 City Slickers. Do you think you got the uh, year right? No, I don't. I think uh, I think it's 1990. That would be my guess. Oh man, split the diff. 91. 1991. Yep. Damn, I'm good. You're good. <laughs> hey, you're good. You know, you know what we should do before we get any further into this? Uh-huh. The Pure Boys Prayer. Oh, are we just doing it uh, together? Yeah, of course. Well, we can't okay, hold hands. Okay, let's hold hands. Okay, let's hold hands through our computer screens. And God, God bless our podcast. God bless all podcasts. We, we love, love you. And we mean that from the bottom of our fart. We love you. Did you, you say listeners. we? Yeah. I did. Okay. That's what we nice. changed it to. You you had the great idea while taking a BM that we should change it to we, and I, I agree. Yeah. Uh, it was BM Tuesday, and <laughs> I think it's very selfish to say I, and we love you. We love you. <laughs> um, hey, this movie... What a movie. Oh, wait a minute. Who cares? We're not here to talk about this movie yet. We, yeah. We got to go. This movie isn't anything yet. It's true. We got to get through everyone's favorite segment. The Kevin Sorbo Weed of the Week. Can we change the name of this segment to the Kevin Sorbo Skeet of the Week? Ugh, I think that's two on the nose. Okay. Fair enough. Well, I certainly wouldn't want it there. That's for sure. What do you got for us, Big Poppy? Okay, so I'm starting with the date. It was 11.28 a.m., and I realized that's the time, but the date was September 15th, 2021. Okay. That took a lot. Uh, So we're going with, so we're now paying criminals in California to not shoot people? 
wouldn't it be easier to just have them arrested? Thought-provoking. I don't get it. I don't get it. I also, I don't care. Here's here's the question I have for you, Johnny. What uh, did Kevin Sorbo tweet on 9-11? He had the uh, gall. He said something like... Find it, find uh, it. He had the wacky, gall. Wacky, he, had, he had the effing gall to say that Biden hates America on 9-10. I'm dying to know what Kevin had to say on 9-11. Was he like, uh, Biden, great job on the press conference. <laughs> we, I love you now. You love America. Uh, Biden, we love you. Yeah, you said Biden, we love you on September 11th. <laughs> he said, Hashtag never forget. I retract everything I said about Biden yesterday. He is our greatest president, in the words of Kevin Yeah, Sorbonne. he kind of took a 180 on that one. He loves Biden. Now. Yeah, he's a big Biden. He's a, a Biden stan, as the kids would say. Yeah, bi-head. <laughs> yeah, he's bisexual. That's what, that's what they call themselves. <laughs> bi-head. You heard it here first. Kevin Sorbo is bi Oh, I realized why I'm too hot. Why? You're wearing a sweater. My laptop's too hot. Oh. It's not my ears. It's my laptop <laughs> screaming at me. Oh, my God. You're, you're burning up all that spum, buddy. All your yizz yeah, is boiling. Yeah, well, I keep it below my spum. Good call. Good call. What did Kevin tweet on 9-11? I told you. Never forget. Oh, is that really? That's all he wrote, Kevin? A friggin' bot well, could be made to tweet that kind of garbage on 9-11. What the hell kind of boring... It's the 20th anniversary, Kevin. You didn't even go all out for it. You just said, oh, never forget. Because it sounds like you kind of forgot, brother. <laughs> well, he did say 20 years ago today, America changed forever, period. Uh, space. <laughs> Hashtag never forget. And then he uh, also retweeted like some uh, moment of silence or something. This was at 11.59 at night on September 11th, and he was like, oh, crap! <laughs> I didn't tweet today! I forgot about America's birthday! I gotta, I, get mean... on, I gotta get on the toilet real quick and fart one of these tweets out. Yeah. Well, Kevin, great stuff as always. We love you. Oh, is that 8.27 a.m. actually? Damn. Pre-9-11. Is there... <laughs> if you're in America... Is there, like, uh -huh. a thing that happens at 9-11 on 9-11? Like, you know, like, there's, like, the moment of silence at 11 o'clock on November 11th for, you know, soldiers and all that. Is there, like, an equivalent thing at 9 There should be, right? It feels like that's kind of a missing piece to making September 11th, uh, you know, fun. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what are we trying to say about 9-11? I don't know. It's a spicy meatball. People have died. Some, yeah, yeah, a yeah. few, yeah, definitely. Some, anyway, anyway, I don't want to talk about 9-11 anymore. This isn't a political podcast. <laughs> More 9-11. It's way past 9-11 at this point. You might say it's 9-17 is what you might say. You might, but people will never know. Oh, my God. I feel like such a horse's ass. You can quote me on that. Montero uh -huh. came out today, and I haven't even listened to it yet. No, you haven't. God! What have you been doing with your day? Working. I've been doing other stuff. Watching this movie, but not listening to Montero. What the hell's the matter with me? Listeners, I'm so sorry. We will do a very special episode this week where we go through Montero and we talk about all the tracks we love, everything we love about Lil Nas X. Uh, don't worry. we got a very special Montero presentation coming out later. I don't co-sign on that. <laughs> we did not discuss this beforehand. I'm surprising this on Johnny. He didn't uh -huh. know we were doing a listening party, but we, that's what we're doing. Can I listen to a different album, like Eat It by Weird Al? <laughs> I'd prefer if you 
listen to Poodle Hat, but that's fine. You can listen to Eat okay. It. Or Running okay, With Scissors. I'll listen to that, and I'll talk about that over you talking about Montero. <laughs> How much I love Montero. Yeah. Lil you Nas- already love it. I already love it. I already love it. <laughs> I'm going to say that when I go clothes shopping <laughs> from now on. <laughs> Just pull Johnny. it out and show it to my wife because she's the only one who ever shops with me. I already love it. Johnny, Johnny, what do you think of these cowboy boots? I already love it. I already love it. I already, I already love it. That's a t-shirt. I mean, our HBCD's Nuts t-shirt is up live on the sh- on the store now, so you can check that out. It's pretty good. Probably going to get sued because we used a copywritten logo on it. But we tweaked it enough by putting an insult on there. That's good enough, yeah. right? There's a large insult on it. Yeah. I mean, and th- isn't there some kind of uh, comedy law? Yep. It's a parody. That's what it is. It's parody. We're it's protected under parody. parody. Hey, we're a bunch of Weird Al's over here. Hey, I'm Weird Al over here. <laughs> I like how it says HB and then C is a letter, but it's also a word that means CD's nuts. Right. Also, it's the other half of Seesaw, which is probably one of the most fun playground apparatuses. I disagree. Your really? Crotch? Really? My crotch disagrees. Your crotch disagrees. Well, why don't, yeah. you, why don't you bring your crotch over to my mouth and I'll have a word with it? Well, we are in the same room, so. Exactly. <laughs> One of your favorites? Seriously? No, I ta- I'm talking mess. It's swings or nothing, baby. It's swings or nothing. It swings around about. Yeah. It's, yeah, baby. I, yeah, baby. It's swings and slides. Get the hell out of here with anything else on a playground. Shut your lips. Yeah, swings and slides are pretty good, especially yeah. if you can twist them. <laughs> yeah. Both. Exactly. <laughs> what, is, what do swings and nips have in common? They're better if you twist them. <laughs> That's a good start of a chunk of comedy. Like, that's, like, a good starting point for a 30-minute set. Well, here's the thing. I've been working on my tight 15 seconds, and I think I'm nailing it so far. I think I've got my tight 15 down pat. Well, have you uh, integrated pausing for laughs? (laughs) No, God, no. I don't expect to get any of those. Because that's got to take up most of that 15 seconds. <laughs> well, the standing ovation eats up probably about 14, and then I come out and go, ah, and then it's over. And I go, thank you very much. Drive safe. If you've been drinking, get an Uber. Good night. We love you. That's the thing about writing comedy is that they don't tell you to put in large chunks of time for <laughs> yeah. laughter. Yeah, when people say I got my hour, it's like, well, you've got like much like a, 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 a when they edit a movie down for TV, you've got 45 minutes and then 15 minutes of laughter to fill in the rest. Yeah, yeah. at least. Oh, my gosh. In this economy? In this climate <laughs> for comedy? No way. <laughs> and then there's commercials. In your comedy? Well, yeah. <laughs> okay, sure. Okay. All right. Nobody has a tight hour anymore. It's a, it's 45 minutes. Nobody's tight anymore at all in this in this yeah. economy, in this America. Is this agronomy? Is this Is that is, a word? Is this good? Is this Deuteronomy? <laughs> hey, now you're talking my language. Hey, look, brother, if you're having <laughs> a hard time, why don't you just go read Psalms, all right? That really helped me. Yeah. Yeah, I think that was my favorite line in this movie when the guy was like, 
talking to the military vet who's like, I'm losing my mind. And he's like, just read Psalms, bro. You'll be fine. <laughs> it's chill. It's super chill. <laughs> he's like, I'm sticking <laughs> my head in a bandsaw. And you're like, eh, just read Psalms, man. It's cool. <laughs> oh, 2018's An Interview with God. What a... I... What a... Yeah. What a movie. <laughs> Did you have? Did you watch? Yeah, I watched it this morning, and I the whole thing, the whole thing from tip to taint. I watched the whole thing, and I uh, boy, did I have a lot of thoughts about this film, especially at the very end of it. I had some real big thoughts, but up until then, not bad, pretty enjoyable. Well, I think the ending is great. I think they stick the landing. I love the core message of this movie. I love everything yeah. this movie stands for. I think they're right, obviously. And, yeah. <laughs> and we'll get to that. Obviously. Don't worry. Obviously. As someone who studied theology, obviously. Yeah, obviously. I, I studied every day. Did you actually? Like, here's the thing. I actually took no. religious. I mean, I didn't study theology, but I took some religious studies courses in university. Thank you very much. That's right. I have post-secondary education. I threw my money in the garbage by taking theater studies and studied a little bit of religion too. And uh, I don't know anything about anything. So <laughs> waste your money, right? I never took a class. I was like, uh, get out of here. I already know what's going on. <laughs> I took logic and read the Bible. That's pretty sick. That's those two things are go hand in hand. Mm-hmm. Uh, so an interview with God. Uh, right away, right away, strong start. We see that it's produced by Giving Films and Astute Films, two very real and very legit production companies that have made all kinds of classic flicks that you know and love. Uh, when I think quality, I think Astute Films. So you know, I know it's good. Well, I feel like the title cards were great. It really drew me into the film. film. <laughs> yeah, black text or white text. Black text on a black background. I thought that was really interesting. Well, they sell you glasses with this film. <laughs> yeah, it's the film is presented in invisible ink and you have to drop lemon <laughs> juice on your on your screen in order to read it. Good luck. On well, your pee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you have to pee on your screen. Have you ever used P for invisible, invisible ink? Uh, no, but I have pretended to get stung by a jellyfish so men would pee on me at the beach. Is that like kind of your thing? I mean, it used to be. It kind. I mean, kinda. Not so much anymore. I'm far, much farther from a beach now than I was. <laughs> That's the limiting factor, of course. Well, it's hard to convince a man at the mall to pee on you because you've been stung by a jellyfish. It's a lot harder. In to the be fountain. Like, yeah, exactly. Have you seen all those jellyfish outs? I got stung by one. Can you pee right on me, please? Uh, I don't know if you could, but if you don't bother uh, me with pee. <laughs> yeah, I approach men in the mall and I go, hey, if it's not too much trouble, a jellyfish stung me inside my mouth. <laughs> and they go, come with me, sir. Cool. <laughs> they go, I'm, I'm a God. Nice to meet you. <laughs> Do you have some questions for me? And I go, Yeah. Why? Why is it that pee makes jellyfish sting, not sting? And he goes, yeah. What are you talking about? That's not how that works. I go, oh. <laughs> That isn't true, I, actually. You. I think it makes it more painful, but like it clears out the bacteria. Yeah, I think it's well, it clears the bacteria out of the person peeing on you, who, and then that pee and the bacteria are then transferred to you, 
and then you take on all of that bacteria and you go, my jellyfish sting is cured, but now I have herpes or whatever you've given me. Can we put this into a program and get the transcript of this conversation? Because <laughs> I think it, I think it's worth uh, print. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I think this is like the kind of thing we could set up an Etsy store for, and then you get like a little cross-stitched circle that says, I go up to men in malls and tell them I got a jellyfish sting in my mouth. <laughs> Only if it's cross-stitched by a computer, though. <clears throat> well, yeah, of course. Who else can do it? It's not a thing humans are capable of doing anymore in the year of well, our Well, not Lord. fast enough. God, no. And we're recording this in the year 2056, so robots have taken over all of the hobbies that people have. Yeah, take us back in time. Yeah, exactly. Like Pitbull said, we got to go back in time. Crochet. Crochet. Hey, you know what? Crochet. <laughs> Crochet these nuts. I, I love that this movie opened with a quote. Uh, uh -huh. not, not, a, not a spoken quote, just a written quote on the screen. It said, it's all right, it's all right. She moves in mysterious ways. You too. I thought that was very nice. Well, it's thought-provoking, right? Because yeah. already you're thinking about uh, existence and the Bible and what you'd ask God if he were on uh, planet Earth talking to you. I mean, all I'd say to God is thank you for giving us you too. <laughs> well, I was going to ask you uh, what your question for God would be, but that would it would just be a statement about you too. I mean... If, if I had to ask a question, it would be, why isn't there more U2 albums? <laughs> Is it, like, cost? Is it production? <laughs> like, avenues? The writing? Does yeah. that take a bit more time? Does The Edge have writer's block right now? What's going on? When is the next? That would, Actually, here's what I would ask God. I would say, when is the next U2 album going to come out? <laughs> And he would go, well, my son, I have you covered. I, I can't tell you, obviously, because that's not how God works. <laughs> mysterious, yeah. Mysterious ways. That's how I move, you know. Yeah. God is a woman. Everybody knows that. God is a DJ, and life is a dance floor, right? Mm-hmm. Thank you. God, well. This has been my TED Talk. <laughs> uh, who sings the ironic song? Uh, <laughs> that's like Mickey Mouse, isn't it? The ironic song? <laughs> No, it's it is it is Canada's Wendy. own Wendy Morissette. Oh, Atlantis Morissette, yeah, she's Wendy. God, according to Kevin Smith. Hey, so is James Carey, and uh, no, sorry, yeah, no, I'm right, and yeah, also James more, Carey. More, well, not really. Yeah, he's got the powers of God. Here's yeah. the thing. The whole time I was watching this movie, all I could think was, I wish I was watching Bruce Almighty right now. Like, <laughs> Bruce Almighty would have been more fun than this movie, at least. Is Evan Almighty the second one yeah. that nobody likes? I've never seen it. Although I've heard it's better. People, t But here's the thing. Like, boring boomers say that it's better. So I don't know. Yeah. Like, none of it will have, you know, Jim Carrey blowing up a lady's skirt or something like that. I'm sure Evan doesn't do that. You know, unless he gets, like, two birds to fly and grab the skirt and lift it up or something. I'm not sure how he's lifting women's skirts in that movie. I think he does that, yeah. I think he says to God, can you make a flood in her pants, please? And God goes, done. <laughs> Dynamite. He goes, I'm, I'm Morgan Freeman. I think I was dating my niece or my granddaughter for a while. <laughs> for a while. For a while. Not anymore, but he was for a while. 
Yeah, for a while. She's not by blood. It's cool. Just just banging his granddaughter. No big deal. Who cares? Well, not by blood. Was it by like uh adoption? Well, here's the thing. <laughs> <laughs> Morgan Freeman's a pimp by blood, not relation. So Ooh. yeah. Pimp culture. I know, right? Morgan Freeman's steeped in it. <laughs> Well, in 2003, he was, for sure. Yeah, but 2003, right? Like, anyone could date their granddaughter in 2003. Yeah, and it's not by blood. <laughs> Look, it's not my blood. It's colored grease, all right? It's not my blood. Yeah. No, no, it is my daughter's blood, but it's not my blood. My blood doesn't run through her veins. My child's blood runs through her veins, of course, but it's not my blood. My blood. My blood. Uh, oh, that's bad. Hey, what did you think of the opening of this movie? Uh, they're in a airport, right? Nope, kind like of. Waiting for an airplane or something? Yeah, this movie is actually the terminal. We just watched the terminal. A guy gets stuck in an airport and is like, God, please get me out of this airport. And he goes, not for a while. Yeah, not for a while. Yeah. <laughs> I'll get you out of here, but you're going to have to do some, you're going to have to do some growing first, I think. Not showing. Like this is almost prison, but it won't be. <laughs> no. You're going to have the time of your life living in the rafters of this airport. You're going to be so happy sleeping on dust and mouse poop. You're going to love it. Yeah, but free meals. Nope. Still got to pay for those. You live in the airport. You have to go and buy those meals. You have to go to Chili's. But he just returns carts or something. Is that how it works? I haven't seen the terminal since I saw it at a drive-in years ago. Oh, and you're probably busy, eh? Uh, <laughs> yeah, me and my dad. <laughs> no, I was there with uh, some girls, actually, but we were not getting... Hey! Uh, we and saw, your dad? Yeah, of course. Someone had to drive. <laughs> right. Very true. <laughs> yeah, we, you know... I was like, Dad, I got these two chicks. Can you drive me to the drive-in and sit in the front... Sit in the back seat so we can have the front seat, please? They should remake the terminal with... Uh, same script... Uh, same actors. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And I just wanted to have a real release this time. Mm, that's true. Yeah, it was exclusively re released in drive-ins, and that's the only place you could see the terminal. You could only watch it on the airport arrival screen at airports for many years. I never went to the drive-in because I didn't want to make out. With your dad? Yeah, I get it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was a top-down. Hey, that's pretty cool. That's got to be annoying for everyone around you, though. Making out with your dad? In a top, in a, a drop-top, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was loud. <laughs> well, and you kept going like, this is my dad. Right. <laughs> this is my dad right here. And they'd go, if that was your dad, could he do this? And then they start kissing you, <laughs> and it's this whole thing that happens, and it gets sloppy. That's how you start a kiss. Hey, maybe read Psalms while you're at it. Instead of kissing your dad, why don't you read some Psalms, all right? Okay, so this movie starts, they're in a big plane. Yeah. Small amount of people. Big plane. <laughs> well, definitely a small amount of living people on that plane, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Well, there's... The, Two. Is that what those uh, coffins were implying, that there were dead soldiers? Uh, yep. <laughs> hey, I, that's what mm. I, I... Definitely. I would say these soldiers were killed in the former war in Iraq. No war in Afghanistan. And Damn it. Iraq, Afghanistan. Dirty knees, look at They are different. Exactly. 
And he's a reporter. He's uh, going home. Why wouldn't he just go home with, like, the living soldiers that are going home? None of them are going home. Was it an earlier flight, maybe? Yeah, I think so. He was like, ah, I missed my bus by one second, just like my <laughs> wife. <laughs> Ooh, he had a good cry. What a dig. Right? What a dig. Hey, this guy's wife just can't catch a break. Or Like... <laughs> This movie well, is so confusing. <laughs> like, there's, you think it's, it just flips it, flips and flops, or Shyamalan twists, and it all, it's, I love he did. Do you think this was done by Shyamalan? Yep. But like, uh, under guise, un, right. like a pseudonym? Do you think that he could, do you think it would be ethical to give yourself the pseudonym Steven Spielberg and see how far you could get in Holly if you're like, and I'm, I'm, tell them Steven Spielberg is calling. That's my directing name. Well, you could like just create a bunch of ghost uh, conversations with people mm-hmm. and they would never have to meet you. Just sign up with the name Steven Spielberg. I mean, Bergie. One, one time, <laughs> yeah, Steven Spielbergy. One time I ran a fake Mike Bullard Twitter account where I pretended to be Canadian comedian Mike Bullard and tweeted a bunch of nonsense that just was stupid and made him look stupid. But then, like, he would do real things, like do an interview at, like, a Hamilton radio station, and then they would tweet at me and be like, hey, great having you on the show today, Mike. And I'd be like, my pleasure, guys. Loved it. Had so much fun. And that went on for a little while, and it was fun, because my name was Real Mike Bullard. How would you think anyone else would be Mike Bullard, you know? Did anybody go after you? No. Like Donald Trump or anything? No, but I didn't tweet at people. I just tweeted utter nonsense. So, like, talking about how I I broke my leg getting into the tub, and now I, like, (laughs) just, just... So you mean to say that you told people that you broke your leg getting into the tub. Yeah. And this radio station didn't even have the freaking balls to be like, hey, are you doing okay? Hey, leg was looking good when you came to the interview. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, no, no, no. Nobody did any fact checking when they tweeted at real Mike Bullard. I'll tell you that much. He got away with some nonsense on there. I'll tell you that much. That's crazy. It's fun. Yeah. It's fun to do bad things. It's crazy fun. You should go on um, uh, Godcast. Sure. Tell them. Tell them. Tell them. <laughs> so, this movie, op- like, this movie opens with a man on an airplane. No, <laughs> there's once he's home, the movie does this annoying thing. This is a thing that I hate when movies do. When someone's on the phone talking to someone, and then someone else is like, "Hey, can I talk to you right now?" And they're like, I'm clearly on the phone. Can you wait, like, one minute for me to wrap this call up? And they're like, I really need to talk to you right now. It's like, okay, well, you're being a jerk. Like, you're being rude right now, so you're the villain in this scenario all of a sudden. Can you let me talk? I just, I hate it. What if that other person didn't have a moment and it was life or death? Well, I mean, you almost said, what if that pervert did that? And in that case, I'd say, let him hang. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I saw, I saw, I was getting a coffee at a drive-thru and the lady's car in front of me had a sticker on it that said, um, well, there was a lot of stickers on there, but one of them said, a dead pedophile can't re-offend. And I was like, that's a pretty bold statement to put on your vehicle that you drive around in all the time. Like, whatever, we don't need to get into it, but I just thought that was a weird thing to be like, yeah, I want to put this out into the world. I think I saw something similar on a truck. 
Mm. And uh, it was bold. It was rolled gold pretzels for sure. Oh, yeah. Hashtag save our children, you know? Yeah. Save our pretzels. <laughs> yeah, truly. Don't let them stop being dipped in chocolate. I don't want them any other way. Rolled gold uh, or get out of here. They're so expensive when they have chocolate on them. It's though. obscene. It's utterly Look, obscene. Like the upcharge for just little chocolate <laughs> is very absurd yeah you're gonna be paying at least twice as much for that bag of pretzels as you would if they were unchocolated triple quadruple sometimes whoa you see these small bags of pretzels and they're like five dollar yeah rolled gold make a big bag give us like a <laughs> like a family size bag of rolled gold and i'm not talking like big dorito bag bag i'm talking like double family size bag of rolled gold pretzels yeah. dipped in chocolate. Yeah. I'll pay $45 for that bag. I don't care. I want a bag of rolled gold that's taller than a child. I want to be able to put a child in that bag when I'm done with it. I don't know. 45 that seems kind of crazy. I, I'd say like 41 tops. Here's the thing. The bag you're describing is six times bigger than the bag that it already exists in. So uh, the price is going to scale thusly. Yeah. 45 that's but not like six divided by five is probably more approachable from a consumer standpoint that's nine divided by five what a stupid idiot i am what a dumb not math knowing dummy i am yeah and 41 is more consumerable yeah for sure <laughs> hey everyone 41 is more consumerable all right in case you were wondering that's a word yeah, consumerable. <laughs> consumerable. Hey, I was there to write, not fight. Yeah. Fun rhymes. He he was there to write, though, because yeah, he, he's yeah. a reporter. He was over the there. news. He was there in old Afghanistani, and he uh, he was there to write, not fight. <laughs> and go home in big planes that are too big for him, oh, but can fit, fit a bunch of dead soldiers in. Big Have we covered this scene? Is there? I? Can we talk about the dead soldiers a little bit more? Big. <laughs> yeah. There's like a thousand of them in this plane. This plane is huge, people. There's like six of them. But they are soldiers. Those are, I will say. Those yeah, are they some, were sexy. Those are some crisp flags on those coffins. I gotta say. Oh. Crisp. Yeah. You could, you, you could cut glass with how crisp those flags are. You could eat off this flag. I mean, do you need to say any more? I have eaten off of a flag before. <laughs> All right. Well, no one likes a bragger. Well, it's the Haitian flag. Mm, well, Haiti Very rules. Respectful. Haiti rules. Yeah, but there's no rules about, like, when we say Haiti rules, we're not saying, like, rules as in it's awesome. We're saying, like, these are the Haiti rules. There's a whole, list, rules. The whole list of rules for living in Haiti. Thou shall not eat your brother. That's right. And then we're going to disregard the first four and keep the last six rules. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because the uh, rules have evolved. Well, of course. Yeah, yeah, of course. And that's what this movie is really about. The rules have evolved. The game yeah. has changed, as they say in sequels. <laughs> but the players are the same. <laughs> <laughs> you bullheaded moron. <laughs> yeah, it's fun. Yeah. This is three interviews with God. Yeah, toi. Toi interviews un god. That's good. That's it. Yeah. And each one gets progressively weirder and more intense. And yeah, again, very intense. Like yelling. 
Yeah, like the guy Paul is the is the main character's name. He is uh-huh. a journalist. <laughs> he goes places to write, not fight. And uh, uh-huh. he goes and he interviews people inside MMA rings during fights. And he goes and interviews cocks during cock fights. And he, you know, yeah, he's in the middle of a cornfield at one point. His mm-hmm. wife hates him. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. about all you. No. I mean, isn't it fun that you can say cocks as much as you want as long as you're talking about chickens? Like, that's pretty cool. Because cocks are chickens. You can be like, what or are they? Are you talking about clocks? I'm talking about cocks. I'm talking about, cl- I'm talking about cocks. I'm talking about, is God a cock maker? And I go, yeah, I, you could say God's a cock maker. He certainly uh, plays a moat. Uh, to be one in this movie. <laughs> yeah, definitely. If there's one takeaway from this movie that I have is that God's a real cocksmith. He really knows what he's doing. <laughs> Down there. Yeah. Yeah, in the pen where the chickens are. He makes them up real nice. <laughs> and he goes, I He's want- doing something in his pants during the first <laughs> interview. I don't know what's going on there. Do- he's like trying to play chess, but he can't pull out his hands. Well, here's the... Yeah, he's got a pawn stuck somewhere that, uh, you know, it's going to be tough to capture. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, watch this movie and try to find the missing pawn. <laughs> it's not gu- at the table, you think. I guarantee you can't. I guarantee you'll never find it. Because God's very mysterious. Well, it, it's all right. He moves in mysterious ways. He does. And he moves throughout this movie in mysterious ways. Very lanky. Yeah, very old. I think and that's he moves my, slowly. It's my favorite thing about God is that he's just this old white dude who just looks like, I don't know, Tony Baloney. Like just some idiot nobody. <laughs> and that's who he is. <laughs> Hi, I'm God. Why, Do you, you know. think they shot this with God uh, as the only actor on screen <laughs> and then slowed him down compared to the other guy that right. he's interviewing with? Paul. So, so he's a little kind of Yankee and janky? <laughs> yeah, like etchy. Yeah, like an etchy sketchy. I got it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think so. I think they definitely did some stuff. I think they filmed all of God's scenes, all of God's coverage in reverse, yeah. And then they played it in reverse in the movie. So when God walks, it's like this weird kind of <laughs> j- backwards nonsense. And it's very spooky looking, but it works. Well, you would think that they'd be walking around and talking to each other, interviewing each other. But they're sitting a lot. God likes to sit. He's pretty lazy, hey? He's a real sithead, if you ask me, for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. So this first interview, right? Uh, uh, he says, um, please state your name and spell it. And the guy goes, I'm God, G-O-D. Oh! Very good. Yeah, God is cool. That's my first note for this interview. God (laughs) is cool. Yeah, and really cool in that he's like, Paul's like, you know, you used to like do burning bushes and stuff like that. And God's like, do you want me to light some stuff on fire? I'll light this pillar yeah. on fire or that bush or that woman pushing a baby carriage. I'll light anybody on fire for you, Paul. And he's like, nah, you don't he, have to. He's really set on lighting things on fire. And Paul does not get him to do anything. Like, get him to light the column on fire. That would be right? really cool to see. Like, he's saying he can do it. So call his yeah. bluff, Paul. It'll if, if nothing else, it'll save you three days of interviewing this, wasting your time with this jabroni if you can't make a column light on fire. Yeah, I, uh, I kept writing this note down, and uh, I think it just <laughs> happens throughout the movie and would have been easily solved if he just would have watched him 
light something on fire. Yeah. And my note is, I don't think Paul knows this is God. <laughs> period, think, period, period, period. I think Paul thinks this guy is yanking his tit. <laughs> and if he just would have got him to light something on fire, end of story. It's God right away. Yeah, like he does ask him a crazy math question where he's like, what's 60, you know, what is it? Oh, hang on. He asks him, what's 3,484.5 times 2? And God goes, it's 6969, my dude. And they high five each other. And that pawn falls out of God's butt. You hear it tink on the concrete. It's a very funny moment. It's a very funny moment. But it, it also means that this guy could just be some weird giantess, you know, <laughs> like, with a guy lighting something on fire, that's not supposed to happen. Exactly. Again, if in a perfect world, Paul would have been like, make that woman's skirt fly up, and God was like, I've got the power, and then it happened, yeah. you'd go, that's pretty cool. I get it, you're God. <laughs> yeah, I get it, you're God. That's why he did it to Moses, I think, with the burning bush. Yeah, the burning bush, the heat from the burning bush made a woman's skirt lift up, and Moses was like, "You are the pan. I can't. I defer to you, God. You're the, you're my God. You're my guy. You're on the team. You're my Peter Pan, man. You're my God. You're my guy." <laughs> the coach. The Lord has given me a truck. God should have given Moses a truck. That. Oof. Are you kidding me? Like, how else could he prove his divinity if Moses was like, look, man, we're out here in the desert. Do you have anything with 4 by 4 Do you have anything with off-road? What, what's the towing capacity of a horse and yeah. buggy? It's nothing. It's garbage. Help us out, Lord. And he's like, here's a brand new Harley-Davidson edition Ford F-150. Isn't that sick? <laughs> I mean, I was trying to think of special editions of F-150s as well. But I think you nailed it with Harley Davidson. The only one worth getting is the Harley Davidson edition Ford F-150. If I ever become rich, I'm buying all of them. I'm buying <laughs> the whole fleet. and I'm, The whole fleet. No one will get to have them except me. Can I ride a motorcycle? I've never even seen a motorcycle. I'm not interested in them. Yeah, but a Harley Davidson version of an F-150. Oh, it's sick. It's got a motorcycle engine in it. It's awful as a truck. It's absolutely worthless. You can barely do anything with it, but... Why wouldn't it just be a normal F-150 with, like, Harley Davidson logos? Well, because why are you buying that? You buy, you buy it because... Because they will. Of, no, you buy it because of the Harley Davidson engine that's in it. The two-stroke. Yeah, it's... Yeah, there's multiple two-stroke engines in there that are Harley Davidson. Yeah. You gotta make it more than two strokes. Oh, how many strokes do you need, they say to you at the dealership, and you go, as many as it takes, and they go, got you covered, here's two. You know, that's good enough. Speaking of which, that's God's first question. Yeah, I, I know what you're doing when you're at home alone on the internet, is what he says to Paul. And Paul goes, are you threatening me? And he goes, yes, I am threatening you, multiple times in this interview. Well, Paul starts giving him the, you know, intro mumbo-jumbo, starts, uh, like, who you are, what you're working with. <laughs> All those what that mouth questions. do, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but then God just starts asking questions in return. Yeah, he's not wanting to be interviewed at all. I mean, that is what he reveals at the end. Is like, I didn't want to yeah. be interviewed. I was just doing this for you. And Paul's like, Yeah, but why? <laughs> like, that's, <laughs> it's never. That's the thing. It's never addressed why any of this is happening. It's just God went. I just like monkey in this guy's life just for fun. Well, I guess that's what God's known for. He's like, hey, Job, me and the devil took a bet to see if we could make you hate me or not. Job's like, well, I wish you hadn't of, but don't ruin me, I guess. Cool. So thanks. I guess it, yeah. I'm glad. I'm glad you're the one I believe in, I guess, at the end of this. 
Like you're well, you're yeah, my god. You're my guy. <laughs> you're my god. I love that Paul goes, "Where do you come from?" and God goes, well, "Let's not waste time on questions that you already have the answers to." I go, "Yeah, but that's a good one. <laughs> that one we don't have the answers to. Where did you come from? Where did you go? Where did you come yeah. from, Cotton Eye God?" I wrote that down too. I wrote down, uh, "Where did you come from?" and then he's like, "Ah, you know what's going on here." <laughs> yeah, that's like one of the biggest questions because if we come from him which is uh, also true mm -hmm. where does he come from right but well, apparently we know yeah we know well because he says something like i am and i've always am and you go you go god said i am what i am that's what god said and he ate a but can where's of spinach the come <laughs> where's the where's the is that made god that's what we're yeah. asking well to answer that question, all you have to do is look up at the night sky and see the constellations and the stars. All of that is the yiz that makes God. Which is the answers that he's giving Paul this whole time. Yeah, he keeps going, open up for my yiz. And Paul goes, yeah. okay, well, we need to stay on track. We need to stay on topic. <laughs> Which isn't your yiz, uh, it's you, God. Should have asked this guy to light something on fire. Yeah, for oh real. Could have saved himself so much... Pro like. If he'd have been like, light that column on fire and God went, okay, he would have been like, okay, now let's get into it. Like, now I believe in you, so let's really treat this like it's real instead of being like, yeah, this, like, homeless guy is just giving me the runaround. <laughs> I like God as an actor. I, I have liked him in things in the past. <laughs> uh-huh. I... The tone of his voice just makes me wet inside, you know? <laughs> yeah, you're gush for God. I get it. Well, I'm gush for this guy's God. See, I didn't eh. I didn't like this God. This God was sassy and kind of a jerk. And I'm like, you're the one who's being ridiculous, God. <laughs> like, you're the one. You, you're too far removed from humanity. You can't hang anymore. You're a weird guy. You're the guy who made Minecraft, and now you're like a Nazi or whatever. Like, you've lost your mind. You've lost complete touch with reality. Well, he has definitely lost his mind. And this... This kind of movie makes me think more that we're just in a simulation and God is just some dude at a computer. <laughs> or woman. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Or or other. Any stars and stripes. Whatever you yeah. want to be, maybe God is that too. What if God was one of us? You know, that's probably what I would ask God. What if God was one of us? And he'd go, well, weird to address me in my own question, but sure. Well, he's probably some super being, but like he's probably just a dude on a computer yeah if, if god allowed you one question would it be if god had a face what would it look like <laughs> oh you're me you me <laughs> oh i'm looking at you looking at me looking at you i like look at me i look like this <laughs> my question for god would be what is the freaking point oh i'll tell you uh it is to live to struggle to serve god and to ask questions that's the meaning of life yeah. from god's lips to your ears and then we just become him afterwards when we die yeah, yeah. we I enter guess that's the reward we go to that big puddle of yiz in the sky and we become one with god the yiz god yeah but then if we don't we get to go to hell and keep our own souls and not become know. god i don't know the nature of hell is very misty in this movie like he says satan is overrated at one point like yeah satan's <laughs> gnarly bro he's cool as hell he satan well satan was doing 900s on skateboards before tony hawk was even a glint of yiz in his dad's eye that's all i'm saying well he does say that the devil is real in this first interview oh, but yeah. then goes no more into it 
Yeah, he de- like, he definitely says hell exists and people go there for sure and suffer for all eternity. Is that fair? I guess so. Why not? Well, I feel like you're just doomed to live for eternity if you go to hell because I don't want to become one with God and just like be his like pinky or something. <laughs> do you think he do I you think, get to choose? Do you, do I think he I could be a pinky? I don't think he that. And pretty pretty freaking like presumptuous of you to be like I'm gonna be an entire pinky. Do you know how many people yeah. are dead and in heaven? Like fi- at least fifty, at least. Have you met me though? I'm pretty dope. Yeah. I could get like a pinky. I'm up there with like your Horatio. No, that's a bad example. Horatio, who are you gonna say? Horatio Sands. Ooh, not dead. But, yeah. but getting Me Too'd at the moment. Yeah, that's fair. Maybe yeah. maybe his Me Too has been cleared up. I'm not sure. I don't think it has. But- <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, of course there's free will, Paul. Okay. Uh, Tell me how. What a and question. He goes, Explain it, God. And he goes, well, my, my will and your will overlap sometimes. And then you got free will. <laughs> but you can't tell. You don't know. You just got it. So good luck. <laughs> Great luck. Yeah, oh yeah. If you can get it. Hey, if you can get it. If you can't, then take a hike, buddy. Um, if there's ever free will, how can God predict anything? <laughs> hey, you should be the one interviewing God here, not Paul. Like he tells him later, well, that he's going to die or should have died or something like that. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I did. I did like that God was like, time's running out, Paul. And he's like, with this interview? And he goes, no, with your fucking <laughs> life. With your wife. <laughs> I did like that, too. And he's like, I read your online bio, and I know all about your marriage, too. And Paul's like, oh, <laughs> my marriage is in shambles. Well, he comes off as a fan of his writing, but then he knows more marriage things. But he never really goes into that. Like, he's no, more just like, I, I know you're married. And Paul's like, I don't want to talk about my marriage. And he goes, yeah, but I know about your marriage. And he goes, I don't think you do. <laughs> like, uh, yes, you know I'm ma- Congratulations, God. You've Googled me. Great. Did you think that this was leading to something more sinister than adultery? Uh, I mean, there's... I don't know if the director knew what he was... Like, the writer certainly didn't know where this was going. It really feels like at the start... At the start of the movie, it's like... It's made... Like, Paul says, like, I know I screwed up. Or, like, Paul, like, admits to wrongdoing. But then, spoiler alert, later on we found out that... No, his wife was cheating on him. Uh Uh-huh. But he's the one who's, like, in trouble and his wife hates him. And it's like... Well, who's... Like, did you forget what you wrote earlier when you wrote the big reveal because it doesn't make any sense in the context like you think he's having an affair with a person who's then like I'm your wife's sister you go you're having an affair with her sister and she goes well not not really <laughs> what is no they're this? just friends they just they're, they're family they're juggalos oh yeah did you uh, sing Grace, Grace, baby? Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> Vanilla Grace, Grace, baby. Do I sing that before I eat with my family? Yes. Yeah. Of course. We all hold hands and we all go. My dad goes doom, 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 doom. <laughs> then the rest of us go Grace, Grace, baby. Yeah. The basiest person has to go first with That's, the doom, doom, yeah. doom, 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 doom. Well, he's the head of the family, so he sets the tone for the grace. 
So well, yeah. we don't always do Grace Grace Baby, but if my Faja goes doom doom doom, then we know what's going on <laughs> at that point and we all get into it and yeah. Wait. You don't always do it? No, no, what we have heck? we have multiple graces that we do. That's just one of the graces we do. You know, we also I think that might be a sin. If we're feeling a little cheeky, we just go, let's all say grace. Grace, and then we start eating, and that's just some fun that we have. I think that might be a mortal sin. Oh god, oh no, my time's running out. Different graces? Different graces for different faces. That's what we say. You figure out what that the means. I felt like the interview number one, yeah, was very short. Yeah, well, he says we have three thirty-minute sessions, and each session is about fourteen minutes tops. Yeah, so I was figuring, okay, this movie's uh, three thirty-minute chunks. Yeah, have the full thirty-minute uh, interview. That's what I thought it was going to be. I want to see the full debate between the theology professor and the guy who doesn't believe in religion. I want a matter of faith to happen in this movie do you think this movie was adapted from the stage <laughs> uh, maybe i don't know it's it does have the feel of like of a play for sure just because there's so few, there's like six people in the cast it's all yeah. contained to like two look well no it's there's a lot of locations but you could easily just like make a stage that looks like all these different locations like it's pretty easy nothing's too complicated so like the last set is just two benches in an empty room so that could pretty much be anywhere i don't know yeah the set design could be just a couple of benches in a room this honestly yes i do believe this was adapted from a play is that true <laughs> i don't know i oh. uh, i just posed the question because of uh you know all the things you just talked about yeah well i mean i would love it if this movie was adapted into a play much like sister act yeah. You get Whoopi Goldberg in to play God, threaten to kill people. It's pretty dope. Yeah, I'd seed it. I'd seed it, yeah. <laughs> I I one of the things I loved about this movie was that there were so much shots of bicycling through New York that I was getting flashbacks to my favorite movie, Premium Rush. I was loving watching this movie and just being like, Oh my god, Jay Gordon Levitt just biking around premium rush style, no brakes on his bike, just doesn't care. Gotta deliver that package. I loved it. Yeah, no freaking gears. You got that backpack that like slides over one shoulder of your arm, but mm -hmm. like buckles in. Mm -hmm. With a oh my belt. god, this was premium rush. I used to date a girl who had a seatbelt uh, belt. A seatbelt belt? Like the the it was a rainbow belt and then the buckle was a seatbelt. Was there a lock on it? Oh, no, not on those belts. No, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> on these belts? Oh, not nah, on these belts. Nah, nah, nah. All you got to do is press the button and you're in, baby. <laughs> I just imagine some, like, skeezy uh, worker at Bootlegger. Oh, selling. yeah. The skeeziest, yeah. Hey, if you want some. <laughs> Don't forget to click it before you. <laughs> <laughs> Selling some dude a, a <laughs> belt. Yeah, selling a belt as a gift. A fourteen-year-old boy. Yeah. <laughs> Click it before you tick it, you know, kid. And you go. I don't know what it's that got means. Got no lock, kid. You know what that means. <laughs> yeah, it means that if you you might want to take this cutting device in case you guys <laughs> flip your car in water or something, and you gotta cut this belt off. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Hey, kid, you ever been to prison? Hey, hey, kid, what do your fingers smell like? <laughs> they got a bootlegger in prison. <laughs> you know what? It's pretty cool there, too.
Yeah. It's a mock store, so we feel normal. Exactly. You know, <laughs> that's the most dehumanizing part of prison, is you don't get to go shopping at malls anymore. <laughs> Except for bootleg. Yeah, one you have one bootlegger there, and you can get just whatever kind of Hurley garbage you want. You want to get a bunch of Hurley shirts? Go for it, buddy. They're yours. <laughs> you want a leather wallet? Go for it, buddy. They're yours. You get a 30-minute... Uh, you know, shopping time in the bootlegger yeah. that has a skylight. Oh, my God. Oh, right in the, the center. The prices on these jeans can't be beat, plus there's a skylight. Prison bootlegger. You get access the best. to a fake phone. Oh, yeah. Call, like the warden. Now, granted, when we say prison bootlegger, we are talking about your butthole, of course. That's what a prison bootlegger is. It's not like. You you get this is all euphemisms for you know prison stuff. What was the phrase I was gonna use while I was shopping? I already love it. <laughs> there we go. That's why they built the bootleggers, so you exactly. can say that. <laughs> yeah, they built a bootlegger so you can yell out, "It's about time God made the front page," and then go, "Let's just keep this between us. Don't tell anybody about this." Go, you, I already love it. You just shouted it to everybody, jerk. What are you doing? <laughs> yeah, but everything's fake. Cardboard ah. workers at the bootlegger. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, it's a North Korean bootlegger. <laughs> bootlegger. Like, that store can't be around anymore, right? Bootlegger's got to be gone at this point. No, it's thriving. <laughs> <laughs> Our stupid city couldn't even keep a gap in the mall. You're telling me bootlegger made it through and the gap didn't? The baby well, they gap took the didn't? prison route. <laughs> Right, and they're everywhere, prison wise. They're like, hey, every prison in the in the state, in the county, on the whole island of Haiti has got a bootlegger now. Prison bootlegger. Hey, you want a bunch of bootcut jeans, buddy? We got low rise bootcut jeans. <laughs> Hell yeah, it's two thousand and two, and it's never ending. We should send that to SNL. That's oh, a sketch. Hey, you know what? <laughs> that's that's the break we've been looking for. Get a sketch on SNL. Get a bootlegger in prison sketch on SNL. Yeah, it's just the kind of ideas they're looking for. Hey, Lauren is like, after this last year, we need we need fresh blood. Does anybody have any bootleggers jokes? Has anybody ever been to a prison bootlegger? One man will say yes. Yeah, Cosby. Yeah. They should definitely has, have Cosby on for that episode. Of course. Do, do you think now that Bill Cosby's out of prison, he'll host SNL this season? Oh, yeah. <laughs> imagine imagine <laughs> how, how you, good it would be. Like, ever, so many people would watch it. Has he ever hosted? Uh, now I need to know. Oh, yeah. He's definitely hosted before. I don't think Every he has. person in the world would watch it. I can't. I really like love how it. does not every single living breathing human not tune in to watch Bill Cosby on SNL? <laughs> Bill Cosby in 2021. Now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> he must have hosted. I could see him not, no. but like I don't think he has. I don't I, no? I can almost guarantee he has not hosted SNL. Wait, maybe there's yeah. something here called Bill Cosby for light beer. I don't know what that means. <laughs> like Oprah's been a host, right? Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, see, here's the thing. On the SNL, yeah. on the Saturday Night Live wiki, it says, William Henry, 
quotes Bill Cosby Jr., born July 12, 1937, is an American comedian, actor, author, television producer, educator, musician, and activist. They left off rapist off that list, which is very strange to me. They should have included it, but that's Maybe fine. they were typing, uh, supposed to type rapist, but they accidentally put activist. I'm just going to do a quick, uh, I'm just going to do a quick edit here. And add yeah, rape, just bang add it. rapist to that. Yeah, it just seems not right that it doesn't say rapist on his uh, SNL Wikipedia page. Just seems just seems like it's you know missing. So, wait, he has the SNL uh, Wikipedia page? Yeah, because of the character. <laughs> there. Oh, uh, because of the character, but he hasn't hosted. Maybe he's never hosted SNL, but it does say that he's a rapist now on his Saturday Night Live wiki. So all good, all's well that ends well. I feel like it's. It did before. It might have, yeah. And then they changed it, and now they changed it back. It's fine, whatever. Okay, so this will get us in the door, the idea of having Bill Cosby on SNL. <laughs> and then we pitch the bootlegger sketch yep. or the other way around. Right, or we go, hey, we got this idea for something called <laughs> Colored Grease. Do you think we could get Bill Cosby to endorse Colored Grease? Do you think that would be okay in the year of yeah. 2021? It's 2021. Hey, it's 2021 is what we'll say to Lauren and Keenan Thompson and whoever the hell else is on that show. I guess Lauren's not on the show, but either way. I think they're going to have Weird Al and Keenan, and that's it. Hey, if we could get Bill Cosby to host the show, musical guest Weird Al Yankovic, people are uh, tuning in. That's that's getting Emmys for sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Or, yeah, yeah, let's do that. <laughs> okay. Did you like... That uh, there's that scene where Paul is freaking out in his apartment and he's like yelling, he's hearing voices in his head, which I never, I don't get that part of the movie. Like he just starts hearing voices and then it's never explained or expanded upon and it just kind of stops at a certain point. Like, so is this guy just losing his mind? <laughs> like, what is this part of the movie? But anyway, he's like freaking out and yelling, being like, shut up, shut up, can't stop well talking. And then you just hear his neighbor go like, Shut up down there! <laughs> like just yelling at him. <laughs> Not In really the like same that. voice as the whispers, which is kind of weird. <laughs> yeah, he's whispering into a vent that attaches their apartments together. Well, after the interview number one, they shake hands. Yes, and uh, that gives him the god earring. I mean, when as soon as they shake hands, you hear "I got the power," and then he like can hear prayers, I guess. Yeah, but only a couple people at a time, and only in two English. specific people. <laughs> really? Well, it's never like different people. It seems like it's the same people whispering to him the same the whole time. Maybe it's Grace. Maybe it's Grace. Maybe it's Grace. Grace, baby. Yeah, it's probably Grace. <laughs> I think you're right. Yeah, I think it's colored Grace. Ooh, not there. I take that back. I don't want to say that. I take it all well, back. I, yeah, take it all back. Thank you. Um. But I, I thought he was trying to turn him into Jesus. Yeah, I thought it was a gonna like I thought it was a gonna be a Bruce Almighty situation. Like it really felt like we were he was gonna get Bruce Almighty, and then he didn't. Like a realistic Bruce Almighty. Exactly. Yeah, a Bruce Almighty where it ends with him getting checked into a mental hospital and being like, I hear yeah. prayers and I can make women's skirts blow up, and that's all I know or, about that movie. Did Bruce Almighty get crucified? Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's how it ends, with him just being horribly murdered. Yeah. 
But like, he, he gets risen seven days later? Nah, like a few. Like, everyone's kind of forgot. It's like four days later. So everyone's, Two to four. But everyone's waiting on the third day being like, all right, Bruce Almighty's going to come back. And then he doesn't. So everyone leaves. And then on the fourth day, he comes back. And he's like, hey, where is everyone? But he's like talking out of his bum, you know, like a real ace Ventura yeah. thing. It's pretty cool. Yeah. It's pretty funny. Yeah, it's pretty funny when he talks out of his bum. <laughs> yeah, God doesn't do that enough in this movie. He does it a little bit, but not much. Well, well, three days later on DVD, it came back. Exactly. Bruce Almighty. <laughs> yeah, as soon as it left theaters, three days later, it arose on DVD. Mm-hmm. Very would, different. If that's not if that wasn't the marketing for Bruce Almighty, then fire all the marketers for it. <laughs> Do you think Jesus just fell asleep on a bed that yeah. he was tied to, and then they put him <laughs> in a cave, and then he just woke up? He chewed Three days his, later. Yeah, he chewed his way out of his ropes, and sure, yeah. why not? Yeah. Like, oh, these ropes. Ah, what's what happened in here? <laughs> I need my breakfast and coffee. How did Jesus move that stone away? It would have been pitch black in that cave. Like, he would have been watching pitch black on DVD in that cave. Maybe he used a lever. Oh, yeah, maybe it was just a prank. He used physics. <laughs> he was like, I've invented fit. My dad invented physics, so clearly <laughs> sure. I can manipulate it. Doy. I shook his hand. Yeah, let's go shake their hands, he said to God. And he was like, <laughs> I got the power. You know. Well, we. what else happens in between these interviews? Who he, cares? he goes to his work. Who cares? It means nothing in the end. <laughs> It's all There's a trash. guy that loves him. Yeah, his boss loves him and is his best friend. You think he's having an affair, but then he's not. And then his yeah. wife was secretly having an affair, and yet Paul's still the bad guy who needs to learn lessons about his life. And it's like, give her the wake-up. Well, she does get the wake-up call, I guess. But You think he's freaking Grace, but Grace just turns out to be a good person. Who is That's... Grace? Is Grace a person in this? <laughs> yeah. Oh, Grace okay. is Sarah's. Oh, uh, sister. That's the yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah, with the very sexy voice over the phone that you think, ooh, we right. Oh, well, and also oui. like, what are you calling him about, Grace? Like, Grace, why are you calling him and being like, can I see you tonight? He's like, I guess They're family. I know, but like, that's not how family talks to each other. I don't call my sister and go, can I see you tonight? Like in that tone of voice. That's that's insane. My even I wouldn't call my wife's sister and talk to her like that. That would be inappropriate, it feels. I already love it. <laughs> I already love it. Uh I love during the second interview when God so the second interview takes place in a theater. And we find out that that's where Paul's mom used to work when he was growing up. And so there's this moment when God goes to Paul. Paul, you're just being paranoid. Says a man talking to Paul, pretending to be God in the theater where Paul's mom worked when he was a child. On stage in a recreation of Paul's friggin' kitchen in his home. God goes, are oh, you being paranoid, man? Paul's like, this is <laughs> insane. Like, yeah, who, is this the God Donda? Turns around on him. Yeah, and he's like, whoa, settle down, guy. He goes, is this the third Donda listening party? Why is there a recreation of my house here? This is terrible. <laughs> this is real creepy, naughty. Yeah, <laughs> like friggin' weird. What's the point of this, God? What whoop to do, God? What's the point? Well, God's just a finger, and he's sticking mm. his finger in our soup of life. That's true. He's a pinky, you might say. Yeah. 
Well, he's turning around. He's got a bunch of rings on, <laughs> and the metal is poisoning our soup. <laughs> he's got a a green band around one of his fingers where that ring's been sitting for years. It's fake. God, get yourself it's a real metal. ring. It's fool's gold, and you're the fool. It's true. Yeah. Oh, it's true. Uh, I already love it. Uh, so the the main point of this second uh, interview mm. is they're talking about salvation. Yeah. And sinning and how salvation is always possible, except for, I guess, one thing. Oh, hey, there's hey, anything is possible, except getting into heaven if you do one thing. Yeah. <laughs> Which... I don't know if he's saying, but he's also saying it. Here's the thing. Well, he's saying it without saying it. I mean, here's the thing that makes me the most mad about this movie. Because I the ending really soured this movie for me. But the thing that like really stood out is that this movie is saying something very shitty, but at the same time doesn't have the friggin' balls to just say it. They just they're like, we'll just we're gonna be coy about it and kind of wink at the audience and you'll put it together. And it's like, hey, cowards, say the thing that you want to say, you friggin' cowards. What's the? I want to but, find out who wrote this. I'm calling him a coward. Well, they're all cowards. Yeah. But God says to Paul, there's nothing that I couldn't forgive you for because I made you. Except one thing. Wink, wink. But that's more of a wink, but it's an unwink. Are they unwinking that? Hey, Ken Aguado, you're a coward. You're a coward for not saying the thing that you're saying in this movie. You friggin' coward, Ken Aguado. Is that the director? That's the, the editor, writer. Or that's the writer. That's the writer. That's the writer. Well, well, I feel like the editor is really who uh, picks the piece. Yeah, but the, but the writer writes the piece. <laughs> it's born. Yeah, it's born maybe, from his ass. So, but the editor gets to cut Ooh, and paste. That's true. And show you exactly what the he wants to show, not the writer. Writer <laughs> she, just says a bunch of words. Or she. Or she, or all anyone, stars all stars and stripes, ladies and gents, and other stars and stripes. By uh, he, I mean, that's bad. By he, I mean he is risen, of course. Yeah, yeah. On the third day. Yeah. When you look back in the sand and you see only one set of footprints, it's because he is carrying you. It took him three days to build a lever system <laughs> to move the stuff. It took him three days to get yoked enough to carry your fat ass across the sand. You better be grateful for Jesus for that, for doing burpees and CrossFit to be able to carry your tubby bum. It's weird when God goes into that with Paul. Yeah, oh yeah, when he's like, you know how exhausting it is carrying everyone through this friggin' sand? First of all, it's hard to walk in sand and shoes, especially yeah. wet sand. You're slipping. Now imagine you're carrying a fully grown left-wing liberal cuck millennial, and you got to carry <laughs> this guy, this weak effeminate man through the sand and then he says it's like crossfit he he equates being god to crossfit <laughs> yeah he goes, and the difficulties of both and it's hard but it, it works if you work it is what he says <laughs> well it's very pro uh crossfit propaganda this film that is the big reveal at the end of the movie is like you can get into heaven faith isn't enough to get you into heaven you also need to do crossfit and if you're not doing crossfit enjoy hell loser you could be the buffest guy on earth but if you're not doing crossfit burn for eternity yeah the last thing you see before the credits is just a black screen <laughs> and white text that says get yoked bro crossfit usa yeah. go get them and the sounds of god grunting while he works out yeah. just <laughs> 
<laughs> you just fireworks. Hear it. Oh yeah, of course. Uh, God tells Paul he's going, or like, like as a little coy boy, he hints to him that he's going to die soon, and then. Yeah. As soon as, from the second Paul leaves his interview with God, he is like, anything is going to kill me at any moment. <laughs> like, I love he's... He's storming out. <laughs> yeah. And as soon as he hits the streets, he's like, I'm, I'm going to die. Oh, I'm going to die here, right now. Oh, no. But cool. Very gruel. Yeah. Thanks, yeah, God. Death is cool, and it sells. Exactly. And the, the, the constant fear and reminder of death is a really great way to live your life, just constantly being afraid that you could be killed at any second. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. It really reminds us of what it is to be human. Exactly. And that's the point of this film. Exactly. What is it to be human? Well, to err is human. Yeah. And to, to fortune is wheel. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> that's what I most liked about this movie. It was a real film. It really <laughs> Spoke to you. I feel like we've only been watching movies, you, you know, know, from yeah. now, from it's, this point. It's time. It's it's finally time to watch a film. You know, like yeah. a film. Okay, here's the thing about this film, though. It's like the highest grossing Christian like religious movie ever. Yeah, according to the IMDb two point eight mil, which that doesn't sound correct. <laughs> like two point eight mil. I go well. What? Like you're telling me the passion made less than that? I yeah. doubt it. I bet the passion <laughs> I, yeah, made made way more money than that. This yeah. rinky dink movie that was released in 900 theaters and had a 30 percent increase in ticket sales day after day after day. Pretty impressive. It's th it's nothing. It says on its IMDb that its gross worldwide was 2.8 million. Well, that's terrible. Yeah, that's, that's not good at all. You're not even getting. <laughs> You're not even getting an article in a magazine for that kind of money. No, definitely not even an article in the New York Times magazine. Oh, my God. Oh, my God, you know? Is that a paper? Yeah, that's a paper. Yeah. That's a paper. Hey, that's a paper. Uh, Paul is Crazy just... weird thoughts. Is that what Paul says? Oh, that's what his oh. boss says. Yeah. Yeah, after but my... But it's reiterated. Of course. Paul... Just a weird way to say dark thoughts. Yeah, dark, dirty, nasty boy thoughts is what the <laughs> what his boss is trying to say. My brain is a real nasty boy. About Pamela Anderson. Oh, Barb Wire's Pamela Anderson. Pamela Anderson, you know? <laughs> we we like to have fun here. Pamela Anderson. Thank you. Has anybody made a t shirt of that? Uh tough. Tough to say. Just, just like a hand with big tits. <laughs> Yeah, wrapped around your own donger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, some barbed wire, maybe. Why isn't that a sex toy? They have feet you can have sex with. Why not a hand with breasts that you can... <laughs> Why not that? Bad Why Dragon. Why not a hand with breasts? Bad Dragon, hit us up anytime for that sponsorship. We want to we wanna bring Bad Dragon to the world. For some reason, the weird thing about a hand with breasts is all, like, the weird silicone texture. <laughs> that, like, hairy, like, weird fake skin... I could just see it and jiggle. I gotta say, I've never felt a pair of fake breasts before. No, me either. Yeah. Well, I guess where we are, there's probably not too many people that have them. But also, it's... like, I don't... I, I mean... Well, they freeze. And I'm not... Well, yeah, it's fair. <laughs> they do freeze. Yeah, and here in Haiti, it gets cold. Like, cold. minus 50 cold. So, yeah. those yabos are turning into... Stabos, if you get, you know, they do. It's the freaking wind. Fre freezing. Then they get, like, icicles, you know. 
It's the wind that gets you. It's the wind that gets you. I don't know, man. I already have one of these. (laughs) The boss... His, the boss's marriage broke up, but then he's like, faith healed our marriage, and it can heal yours too, Paul. And I was like, well, that's a bad message to send, but don't well, go. Also, it didn't get broken up because he saved it, so yeah. stop talking about it. Yeah also, yeah, also, no one likes a bragger. Also, don't go to your friggin' priest. Don't go to a guy who's never even seen a pair of yabos, let alone fake ones, to get advice <laughs> on how to please your wife. Go to a friggin' therapist. Go to a couple's counseling. Don't go to a dumb old priest who's out here being like, oh, if you want to please your wife, just give her some candy, you know? Like, that's what that's what, that's what lovers like, right? Some candy, maybe like a coloring book or something. Get her that kind of stuff, stuff that everybody likes. Like some Werther's Originals? Uh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> that could save a marriage. Well, yeah. Do you think anybody's gotten a tattoo that says, I saved my marriage? Do you think Werther's Originals has ever made more money in their career than they did in 1997? Why 97? Because I mean, of the Mighty Ducks movies? Well, Werther's was huge in the 90s, yeah. let's be honest. And it, it has fallen off a friggin' cliff since then. But you couldn't you couldn't spit in the wind without hitting a Werther's Original back in the 90s. I think it's more of an 80s treat or a no. 70s treat. How would you know? That, well, that's why grandparents had them all the time. Yeah, but they the grandparents like a butterscotch. Well, yeah, they like butterscotch. Okay. <laughs> Do we want to talk about grandparents liking butterscotch or what? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> we're heading into the stuff I don't want to talk about in this episode, so let's talk about grandparents liking butterscotch. <laughs> okay, so they've always loved butterscotch. Nah. And Werther's just showed up to fill that niche. I was like, hey, if you want, if you want to eat butterscotch, you got to be tough. And they you got to be old. Here it is. Wait, you know what? <laughs> Butterscotch is so good, we're going to wrap it in other stuff to make it worse, and it still will sell. That's how that's how evergreen butterscotch is. The problem with Werther's Original please. and butterscotch in general... Please, finally. ...is that they got too fancy with it. They started adding a bunch of gush. They added <laughs> a bunch of push. You can't screw with butterscotch it's already there baby Mm -hmm, you've had the recipe just keep selling it yeah i don't want to go to mcdonald's and get mccafe i don't want to where there's original that's fancy just give me a hard chunk of butterscotch to suck on please like i'm sucking on this butterscotch right i'm having a laugh hey man you don't you don't have to tell me (laughs) yeah it's a great day i'm at my grandparents house (laughs) yeah Sucking and on scotch. all of a sudden, I chew, and there's freaking chocolate in the center. Yo, no thanks. No, you've deprived me of that much uh, butterscotch. Mm-hmm. It's like getting a Kit Kat and seeing the letters that they chunked out. That's a Mitch Hedberg thing. Don't worry about that. I don't take. I don't take any responsibility. I, I, he invented. I didn't come up with that. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's very butterscotchy, though. It is very butter. No, I'm just saying, forget whatever. Butterscotches look like someone's <laughs> pancake nipples. That's all I'm saying. You look at a butterscotch unwrapped, raw dogged butter, you know, a raw dog Werther's looks like a big old pep nip, you know? You know, they did that on purpose. <laughs> so people could hold them up over their nips and go, hey, I yeah. got two butterscotch for you. At funerals? Ooh, wee. That many, plays at a funeral. How many seniors do you think have been buried with bags of Werther's originals? It's There's got to be at least some. There's got to be at least one. 
Yeah. Do you think that when people would go up to like say their final goodbyes, they would just throw a handful of Worthers hard at that dead body's face? Yeah. Yeah, I could see that happening. Why not? They're dead. They don't need that face anymore. Do you want to be buried with Werther's? This is your last will and testament, by the way. <laughs> this is my one question. This is my question from God. Do you want to be buried yeah. with Werther's? <laughs> they go, God, I feel like you don't know <laughs> me at all. That's a good Werther's commercial, though. He's like, oh, my God, you're Zacharoni Obama. I had you mixed up with someone else. I'm so sorry. I had you mixed up with Betty White. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Okay, sketch number two for SNL. Thank you. God asks you if you want to be buried with Werther's. <laughs> exactly. God asks you what that mouth do, and you go, I don't know, you invented it. What that mouth do, God? Hey, that's a better question for God. What that mouth do, God? Yeah. Keep... And God is obviously played by the one, the only, Bill Cosby. Of course, of course. And he's like, let me tell you a thing or two. You young, <laughs> pull your pants up, you crazy youngsters. Quit, quit embarrassing us. Prison facts. Prison facts. I uh, miss the prison bootlegger. <laughs> it was the only place I could get my lower <laughs> boot cut It was my jeans. happy place. I really they don't make they don't make jeans with embroidery on the butt pockets like they do with prison bootlegger. Ooh, Give I'm, me boot cut. I'm really straining the edges of this impression. It's uh, we're really <laughs> we're really coming up against it here. Okay, so God died in Afghanistan three years ago. <laughs> that is the so yes. Paul has a friend who works Matt. in Matt, who works in the military, and also maybe doesn't exist. <laughs> like, I was reading the trivia, and it was like, during the production of this movie, cast and crew could not decide, or there was a constant debate as to whether Matt actually existed or not. And I'm like, well, he does. <laughs> like, he does. Yeah, Why whatever. Is, that's the thing that they were questioning in this movie? Okay, Is that fine. the twist? <laughs> Matt. Matt's a woman. Oh, no. no. I've been helping a woman this whole time. Uh, but yeah, he's like, hey, Matt, can I send you a picture of this guy I've been interviewing? Can you run his face in the database? Yeah, can you bing it? And Matt goes, sure. <laughs> yeah, I can I can run a face through a database, whatever that is. Yeah, no problem. Does he not have access to this database? What is this database? <laughs> This is a database of every face that's ever existed. Can you run this through there, please? No problem. I'm a war vet. Of course I have access to the face database, of course. Face database. Yeah, the that's data. That's the movie title. Data face. There it is. Uh, I like face database. Hey, okay, face database. You know, that's got a nice symmetry to it. Yeah. <laughs> what What if it was called base data face? That sounds like a hip-hop album. That sounds like a Chemical Brothers album. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, so yeah, he runs this. He runs the face through the face database, and face then he's like, "Are you freaking kidding me with this guy? He died in Afghanistan twelve years ago." They <laughs> went, "Yeah, but like, who was this guy in Afghanistan? Was he just a guy living there? This guy's like eighty nine years old. What was like? I I would have respected the movie more if he'd have been like." Are you kidding me? You don't recognize this man? That's Donald <laughs> Rumsfeld. And you're like, oh, what? Yeah. That's Bob Dole. <laughs> you go, yeah, I've heard people make fun of Bob Dole, oh. but I, I don't know what he looks like. You could have told me this was Tim Tebow I wouldn't have known. Yeah, it's the pineapple guy. <laughs> the pineapple guy? Bob Dole. Bob Dole. I love a pineapple. I, 
<laughs> My campaign is sponsored by Dole. Oh, I get it. <laughs> I had to get there. I took a different route. My, yeah. I took I took my own path. I took during that joke. You look back in the sand. You saw that there was only one st- set of footprints. That's because I was carrying us to a different direction of that joke. I didn't realize yeah. it. Swings and roundabouts. Oh, yeah, and I'm the biggest swinger of all, baby. Yeah, baby. <laughs> hey, yeah, baby. Uh, <laughs> Is there anything worse than a very curt Austin Powers impression? Yeah, baby. Yeah, baby. Uh, do I make you horny, baby? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good Halloween costume. Not a bad Halloween. To be vocally stern uh, Austin Powers. <laughs> but not wear his stuff. No, God, no. You're just a guy. You just yeah. you, Are you a lot of vagina? Is that who you are? <laughs> You could write uh, some quotes on your hand so yeah. you don't forget them. Punch someone's mother and go, that's not your mother, that's a man, baby. That's a man, baby. <laughs> that was too close to powers. That's true. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it had too much lilt. And a, a songly lilt. Right, you could be more aggressive. That's not your mother, that's a man, baby. <laughs> too comedic. Oh, sorry. <laughs> we'll we'll work on it. We'll shop it. Yeah, for sure. Next time, next episode, I'll have nailed my my not charming Austin Powers impression. Yeah, <laughs> I do love the idea. Here's the this is the third SNL sketch. Just yeah. a man going up to women, going, "Do I make you horny?" Vocal costumes. <laughs> Vocal costumes. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I have bigger kernel kernels of corn in my crap. Is what you'd say to people. Yeah, a lot of the poo stuff. Of course. That sticks. From the moment I heard Frau said I had a clone, I knew that I'd be safe because I'd never be alone. Too much singing. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but it rhymed. It's a song. I have to I have to I say know. it with a cadence, you know? I'm not saying it's going to be easy, man, but it has to be Kurt. <laughs> <laughs> Look, evil doctors don't talk a lot about their feelings, all right? My hurt and my pain don't make me too appealing. Better. Hey, that's actually kind of a deep line. Good, yeah. good, good self-reflection, Doctor Evil. We love you. We love you. No, we're not done yet. We haven't even gotten to the worst part of this movie yet. Okay, let's get to the worst part of this movie, which is the third interview. <sighs> yeah. And the finale of this movie. Yeah. Or is it later after? No, it's the finale. It's pretty much the last thing in this movie. So the third interview, it clearly the dude's God. It's like, yeah, he's God. Whatever. Yeah. I titled it. Cosmic Killjoy. <laughs> also the name of this movie. Yeah. Also, God says this. Yeah, I'm a, yeah, that's true. He's like, I'm a cosmic killjoy. No, Paul says that, doesn't he? I don't know. I think they both say it in unison. And then they go, ah, Jinx, you're Robert Durst. <laughs> you, know? you owe me a Coke. <laughs> I want a Coke. Zero. <laughs> good save. Oof, real good save. <laughs> My wife and I watched John Tucker Must Die last night. Uh, uh, first of all, great movie. And second of all, Diet Coke is all over that movie. There is not really? a scene that goes by without a Diet Coke clearly in the center of the frame. It's wild. I've heard John Tucker Must Die uh, is actually a decent flick. It's good. It's actually yeah. pretty funny. I was laughing. I was very high on some very good cannabis, but it was very funny. Ethanol. Yeah, I was. Yeah, I was taking Grandpa Ketamine had come over, and uh, Grandpa uh, Grandpa Toilet Toilet was over, and we were in a K hole together. It was great. Hey, references, you know. <laughs> ha, ha, ha. Ha, ha, 
the last thing God says is bad things happen to some very good people. <laughs> you know, that's yeah. an ominous farewell, but okay, thank you, God. Do you think... I thought that the scene was going to play out the big light was going to come in mm. and you were going to go back to his apartment and he was going to be on the floor and dead. <laughs> you thought you were going to get a Jacob's Ladder situation here. Yeah. Hey, spoiler alert. People get mad when you spoil Jacob's Ladder for them. And you're like, this movie's like 40 years old. <laughs> like, get I've over seen it. it. Now he's dead the whole time. Who cares? Still good. Yes. So is Sixth Sense. Yeah, exactly. Whoa, spoiler alert. <laughs> I've only seen The Lady in the Water. It was Bruce Willis the whole time. <laughs> Bruce Willis was playing Haley Joel Osment the whole time. <laughs> that was also a stolen joke. I don't know where from. Oh. Bruce Willis, well, here's the thing. What you come to find out at the end is that Haley Joel Osment has just been watching Bruce Willis in Disney's The Kid the entire movie. Just picturing what's, himself as the kid. What's Disney's The Kid about? Is that a baseball flick? Uh, I think it's a Bruce Willis flick. I do know that. Yeah. And that's where my knowledge ends on it. Bruce Willis looks like a baseball player, but we should get to the end of this movie. Yes. What is the big... Do you want me to say it? Do you want me to... Yeah. Okay, so the big reveal at the end of this movie. God is saying, hey, look, faith is not enough to get you into heaven. You might think faith is enough. Faith is not enough. Actions are more important than your faith. And if you commit suicide, you're not going to heaven, buddy. And uh, that's like... that When he said Paul was going to die, he was like, because you were going to friggin off yourself Paul that's what you were going to do and Paul's like oh and the audience goes what and then <laughs> God of course goes yeah if you commit suicide you don't go to heaven and you go oh that's what this whole movie is about okay very cool very hip movie I like it 2018 I honestly thought he was still going to off himself w would have been a pretty ballsy ending for him to be like I don't believe yeah. you <laughs> just like <laughs> I don't know, jumps through the window that's in the room or something. Like, I thought the whole point of this interview was to find out that God was going to tell him that he was going to off himself. Yeah. And then after the interview, he's like, nah, that's crazy. And then, like, a couple weeks later, he offs himself or something. <laughs> yeah. The movie says 12 weeks later, it cuts yeah. into the future, and Paul is cutting his own head off in his kitchen. And you're like, oh, yeah. my God. <laughs> He's saw, got, he, he would use a saw like a yeah, like a, a bandsaw. Saw. Like I said at the start, a bandsaw. He's sticking his head in the bandsaw at the end. And God yeah. is watching through his like 40th floor window going like, I'm God, I can fly and stuff. Isn't that cool? Band on the run. Yeah, I'm like a vampire. You have to invite me into your heart. I can't just go into your heart. I, I have vampire rules. I'm God. Yeah, vampire heart. Yeah, exactly. Vampire heart. <laughs> so... Even though they don't actually come right out and say, if you commit suicide, you don't go to heaven. Uh, it's, like, clearly what the movie is about. Because there's, like, this all these clips from earlier in the movie that are edited together to kind of reveal it all for you. And God goes, like, I didn't want you to kill yourself. And then there's another clip of God being, like, what's the one thing that'll... that's What's the one thing that's unforgivable? And you just go, oh, you friggin' cowards couldn't just come out and say it. You had to be coy about it. Well... Fuck well, that's you. what makes this a film. That's what makes this a film. <laughs> okay, so my proposition. Yeah. Well, he goes home and Sarah's there and they get back together, Who presumably, cares? or Who divorced cares? the day later. Yeah, and their landlord goes, Miracles! Hey, they happen every day. And you go, Yeah, I guess. Put your past due on your rent, so you kick out. <laughs> that's right, yeah. <laughs> Good luck to you. But they're in love. Blah, blah, blah. Yep. 
My proposition is that we watch this movie for next week. Sure. I'm down for that, of course. Okay. N- knowing that the whole thing is about don't commit suicide. Yeah. Okay. That's I really want to delve into the cr- nooks and crannies of this movie. <laughs> yeah, well, there's a lot of them. <laughs> I'll forget. Yeah, me too. And at the end, I'll go, oh my God, are you kidding me? <laughs> this thing again? I- I got fricked again. This didn't change. I thought I just dreamt this last time. It's the same thing. Oh, oh same, same. Same, same. Yucky, yucky. So what did you think of this movie? Uh, Actually, for most of it, I enjoyed it, and then I hated it at the very end, and it made me hate the whole movie, so. Yeah, you loved it. I loved it. Yeah, 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 exactly. Uh, What was the guy's name? Uh, Kenaguato, fuck you, and uh, for making this cowardly movie, you goddamn coward. It's 7.42 at night. I know what time it is. I know what time it is. Uh, I'll write that down. What did you you think of this movie? I really enjoyed it. I thought, out of all the movies we watched, uh, besides The Watchers, because that's always going to be at number one, this was uh, my favorite watch. I really enjoyed this movie. Wow. Well. Oh. Okay. Great. I don't know if you could include like Shanghai Noon and all those movies. We're gonna have to. You're saying Ugh, you're saying this tough. is better than Shanghai Noon? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Well. I mean that's a pretty bold claim, and and I can think of I can think of a two two fine actors that would disagree with you. Better than Sister Act two, Back in the Habit. Yeah, well, of course, better than Sister. That movie sucked. Better than Sister Act two, yeah. Back in the Habit. Thumbs down. The movie was great. You're wrong. Whoopi was radiant. Whoopi was and radiant. Whoopi and her no eyebrows were radiant. It had uh, anyways. <laughs> it had what? It. It was a terrible movie, no. but Whoopi made up for it. Oh, you're still talking about Sister Act 2. Yeah. I was like, I don't remember Whoopi being in this one. Oh, she was there. Listeners, if you got this far, we were going to do an Oops All Whoopi month where we just watched Whoopi movies all month, and then we decided we should get back to like real God movies instead of farting around with Hollywood God movies, although we are probably going to do Bruce Almighty and Evan Almighty at some point now that we've talked about them, yeah. but, you know. Whatever. We should do that for January. Okay, and I, I really, I think we should do the Passion on Easter. Let's, let's just go for it. Oh yeah, yeah, f it, you know. Yeah, passion it up, baby. Oh, give me that passion. You're such a Dorcas. Hey, <laughs> spoiler alert for this week's hitting the brakes. <laughs> uh, anything else you want to say about this dumb movie? Um, I think it's good to be introspective and think about uh, reality. Uh, don't look to this movie for that. Um, <laughs> but we're all in a simulation. That's true. Whoops. whoops uh, yeah, whoops. no, it's all good. Uh, I accidentally hit stop on the recording, and I hit it again so we can finish this thing. So uh, I guess this is it. I so hate... you hit stop twice? This movie sucked. It wasn't very good. Yeah, it was great. It was great. I loved it. Kind of guada, you're a coward. You're a coward. I think he's great. It's Pia Boys, you know, Shashakaroni Obama. Enjoy the toilets now. Watching all the movies that have been done. talking about God. I like you boom boom down. It's Pia Boys, you know, Shashakaroni Obama. Enjoy the toilets now. Watching all the movies that have been done. talking about God. I like you boom boom down. <laughs>